we don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. You know what I don't have time for? Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm still eating. <laughs> okay. This isn't my what I don't have time for, but, I, you know, I got a few things mm-hmm. I don't have time for. It's a bugbear. E-bikes. Oh, I want one. No, we can't be friends. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, DLs. This is the final <laughs> episode of We Don't Have Time For This. I can't do it. What's wrong with them? Everything. How are they annoying you? Passag. Well, let me share. It's not so much the e-bikes I have a problem with. It's the youth owning e-bikes that I now have a problem with. (laughs) The youth. Dude, it's fucking Lord of the Flies out there on the roads (laughs) with e-bikes, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. First of all, they're really expensive. Did you know this? Like thousands of dollars. Yeah, five, I think. Yes. Mm, You've mm. done your research. Yeah. Wow, you really do want one. Well, I went through a little hyper-focus moment. I'm maybe out the other side. Fine. Now, in my suburb, they are everywhere and the problem is is they are ridden by 16 17 year olds maybe younger even 14 15 yeah. i've seen a few kids obviously they're not ready for their driver's license they so they go f- up to 40 k's babe they are fanging around on them <laughs> and they weave between being a pedestrian or a vehicle mm. so road or sidewalk or pavement i've gone all american <laughs> footpath footpath <laughs> whoa okay sidewalk none of the above <laughs> Oh, God, I know where this app's going. I'm We're in walking some- here. <laughs> but it's so dangerous. Yeah, for them it's dangerous. 40 kilometres. And do you know what? A lot of them are in string bikinis. No, no, no helmet. No helmets. No, no. I mean, love it for them, as my sister would say. It looks like a great summer. But someone go die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And one of them nearly ran into Rafa. On her bicycle. This is what I mean. What they often do is they will cross a zebra crossing Mm. because it has right of way always and then join the traffic, the road, and then slide up onto the footpath and then fucking mowing down toddlers on their bikes. (laughs) I have a problem with e-bikes. I don't like them. I feel like we're in that grey area Mm. where in like 10 years time we'll be like, remember that window of time when e-bikes first came out and there were no laws around them? And they were just allowed to go on the sidewalk. Like, how dare they? (laughs) Anyway, can we get into the episode just so I can shake this off? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm led by you. I'm in a mood. Can you tell? We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to... (laughs) Hello (laughs) and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Jimma Peanut the First. You know, when we go rogue Mm. like this, I think about first time listeners Mm. of the potty and I'm like... If you're a first time listener, abort, go back two or three episodes to a more stable place. Look, Gem and I are in a funny mood. We are. I've had some nasal spray (laughs) and it's dripping down the back of my throat and it's making me very uncomfortable. Gem has never tried a nasal decongestant before in her life. How old are you, Gemma? 37. Yeah. I'm sick of taking you through your first experiences. (laughs) I would say it's a privilege. You should Actually, feel yeah. lucky. It's reminding me of when Gem and I were in Russia, stay with me. We had a very busy day on our first day and we were so jet lagged and really, really tired. And we were dragging ourselves out because you have to do everything with a tour guide in Russia because no one speaks a jot of English and you can't just get around as two gals in their 20s <laughs> discovering Moscow. Anyway, we were so tired and I was like, let's have a Barocca. And she's like, what's a Barocca? And I was like, it's a thing that gives you back your BB bounce. Anyway, sure it does. <laughs> 
<laughs> I put a Baraka tablet in water, a gem. She gagged so loudly, repeatedly. I dry retched. Like a little dying baby bird in this breakfast buffet in this Moscow hotel. And I was wildly embarrassed. And um, anyway, cut to 15 years later. <laughs> And I uh, just gave her her first ever drink scene, but mm. she was a congested little chestnut. I was, but now that my nose is, has freedom to breathe, my throat has become very constricted. And Gem's like, it reminds me of doing cocaine. It does, back in the day. And you get the drip down the back of your throat. This is niche. Let's move on. I think it's that niche. <laughs> it's not niche. All right. I am tired. I'm delirious. <laughs> This you is haven't ha- had a lot of sleep. I haven't had a lot of sleep. Talk the DLs through while you're in such a wobbly state. So, like I always do, and Revs, I need you to hold me accountable Go to ahead. something. Oh, I love this. When you see me share on Instagram <laughs> anything remotely smug about my kids' sleeping situation oh or how well they slept or what a miracle something was, just email just, <laughs> just, just email me. <laughs> That's a boomer move. In business hours. <laughs> Just by COB, babe. Just slide into my emails and say, Gem, delete, unsubscribe, abort. You're about to jinx yourself. Okay. Now, what for context. <laughs> yeah, for context. I shared Iggy's bedding. We've had problems since we came back on holiday. I foolishly let him sleep in my bed the whole holiday. I was being an enabler. I know some people be like, co-sleeping is beautiful. It's not for me. But when I was on holiday, I was like, oh, I'll try and see the beauty in it. Whatever. <laughs> Come back to Sydney. I'm very regimented with our sleep schedule at home. So I'm on a mission to get the kids back. How's that go for you? Terribly. (laughs) So he just wants to sleep with me, obviously. So anyway, got him some new beautiful bedding, pillow, doona, blah, blah, blah. Just pandering to all his needs. So Iggy has never successfully climbed out of his cot. I think he did it once like years ago and we were like, oh, and then it's like he forgot. He forgot how to do it and never did it again. And we're like, well, we're just never going to show him how to do that. Well, last night. I hear this mommy mommy very distressed like Aww. I was like what is that I was like he's having a nightmare so he's I was having a nightmare yes. <laughs> god this episode's loose the old Rooney kid stuck in a chimney <laughs> I think he's having a nightmare <laughs> it's funny when you say he's stuck in a chimney he was actually stuck straddled on his cot oh, and he wanted to get out legs yep. akimbo <laughs> legs akimbo and he was about to hit the deck okay. now this is midnight and I'm like oh mate what are you doing? And he's like, I want to sleep with mommy. I was like, no, buddy, you got to sleep in your cot. You love your cot. you got your Mimi in there. You love your cot. You, you love it. <laughs> Positive reinforcement all the way. So oh, then I put him down it's... in his cot. So then fast forward 1 a.m. He just appears, you know, like an apparition oh, <laughs> in God. the dark. You know, it scares the shit when you're fast asleep and you hear a noise and you open your eyes and they're just staring at you. I was like, oh, Eagles. Like a little Victorian ghost, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like a Victorian Mommy, ghost. What was in my soup? <laughs> I'm losing it. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm pulling it together. I'm pulling it together. And instantly I scooped him up and I was like, no, buddy, come on. We're going to go back into your cot. And I put him in and I was you like. You love your cot. Don't forget. Let's do it. Snug you as a bug it. in a rug. Yeah. You know, tucked him all in and he was fine. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep. 2.30 a.m. Oh, God. Same thing like an apparition just appears out of nowhere except this time he's climbed into the bed next to me and I'm like okay there's a corpse oh no it's just Iggy no biggie (laughs) Iggy no biggie (laughs) by this point I've given up and I was you should at this point you should give up 2 30 on the hour yeah give up and I just went you can sleep with mummy but no talking (laughs) no talking and he went okay anyway next minute he starts 
nose whistling. You know that like, like father, like son, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just that irregular nose whistle. And I was that emoji that was wide-eyed, very upset about it. Okay. Anyway, eventually I fell asleep. 4.30 a.m. Oh, oh no. Raffaella Rooney. <laughs> Mommy! <laughs> By this so point... Iggy's still asleep next to you. Iggy's still asleep. And I'm oh, like, no. don't you wake up your brother. <laughs> Full golem. Full exorcist. Yep. <laughs> and she's like, Mommy. I was like, don't you say anything. And somehow they're louder. They are. When you're like, fuck. Shut the fuck up. And they're like, Mom! <laughs> Why is it bad exorcist? <laughs> in mummy's bed but there is to be no talking <laughs> you know it, I, I didn't bring my best self <laughs> no no who would and she she really saw the seriousness in I my face how funny is a loud whisper <laughs> or a pointed whisper i should say anyway she eventually gets into bed then she falls asleep so now we've got three in the bed <laughs> and the mummy bear says Rafa starts snoring. Now, she is my non-snorer, but oh. they've both got a little bit of hay fever. I will say that we have been home organizing and pulling everything oh, out from okay. storage. There is dust everywhere. Yeah. Anyway. And you're all riddled with allergies. You won't believe what I did. What would you do? I went and slept with my husband. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, blow me down. <laughs> he was just as confused as you were. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, what's going on here, love? Yeah. I know. <laughs> that Rooney kid caught in a well. His mum came into my bed in the middle of night i was like how's your father i'm really fucking this up i promise i'm stopping i do love it when revs does an accent because there's about a 10 second expiry like she's really good at it for 10 seconds and then it falls apart spectacularly end up in indian every time every time every time so anyway so that was my night babe Yeah. And then of course, Rafa woke up at Sparrows and I couldn't get back to sleep. And so I rested. You know how we tell ourselves it's fine that I didn't sleep. I rested. It's just as good. Did you have to get up? What time did you get up? No. So by the point where I crawled into my husband's bed, I texted him (laughs) because I knew that he would wake up at some point before me. Mm -hmm. And like everyone does, I don't care if you're full of shit and pretend that the first thing you reach for isn't your phone. It is. No defense needed. I am very defensive. (laughs) My husband would have reached for his phone and he would have seen a text message from me that said, I've been up since midnight. I haven't fallen asleep until 5 a.m. Please take the children as soon as they wake up. And you know what? To his credit, he did. Great. Now, some of you might be listening and going, well, why wasn't Hubs getting up in the night with Iggy? The problem is they want me. And you've banished him to the east wing. (laughs) Actually, he is closer to the kids' bedrooms than me. Yeah. But he sleeps like a husband, like all husbands do. Yes. Soundly and without any disturbance correct now this is the problem is they always want mum in the night don't they yeah Mine do anyway. Particularly eggs. Mm. Okay, so you're on a journey now. Now you've got a co-sleeper. <laughs> Correct. So Aww. I've had no sleep. I've got the sniffles. Revs has drugged up my nose, but now my throat's cramping in. <laughs> I'm feeling claustrophobic. My palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Mum's spaghetti. Arms are heavy, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. There's vomit on my sweater already. Mum's Mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. Um, okay. So yeah, but I'm. you know what? I'm showing up, Revs. Well, what do you want for that? Like you say that every week now. <laughs> Do you want applause? Can we get an applause sound effect, please, editors? Every time Gem says she's showing up, we're just like...
Sorry. I see you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for making me feel seen. I'm delirious. As you can tell, I'm fucking delirious. And I'm, I'm catching the vibes. Sleep deprivation is mm. a real thing. It's the yeah. pits. And, uh, and if- what my concern is, is that you're at the crest of it where it's like, oh, but you're at the top here. We're about to head into a couple of weeks maybe of Iggy debacle. Have you considered nixing his nap? So, yes, he does still do a two-hour nap. Yeah. And I am wondering if he is getting too much sleep in the day and that's causing him to be wakeful at night. So it might just be a little tool you could deploy mm. to see if it helps for a little bit, even if it's he naps only every third day or something for a little bit. Revs, can I just say yeah. how proud I am of you for what? caring? <laughs> No, I care. No. I really care about sleeplessness. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. <laughs> it's the one thing that has stayed with me from mm. early. Like toilet training, solids, baby lid weaning, baby wearing, all that shit I could let go. Sleeplessness mm. is forever. I feel like I went to war. You did. With that and with I will Isla. never forget how hard it is. So I'm with you, babe. And I just want to salute fellow DLs who are deep in this. Yeah. Maybe you're listening to this episode at 2 a.m. Yeah. You know, trying to get back to sleep and you're mm-hmm. nodding along being like, I'm right there with you, Gem. I just want to send my solidarity and hugs, virtual <sighs> hugs. See, Iggs is three now. Mm. He could drop his day nap. Yeah. I know it's never fun to let go of the day nap because it's such a reprieve in the middle of the day. And it gives you that quiet time thing. But like if it meant he went to bed at 6.30 and like slept for 12 hours. I'm thinking of doing it in steps, like maybe capping his nap at one hour. Yeah, or 45 minutes. Or 45, one cycle. Okay, yeah. fine. I think that kid needs to start sleeping at night. But also if he loves your bed. He does. He loves a warm body. So wait, is your hubris here because you posted, he's going to be in a cot till he's 15? Yeah. Yeah. And I literally had conversations with people in DMs who suggested that I should graduate him to a bed. And I said, quote unquote, no, because it's too good that he still doesn't know how to climb out of the cot. I will keep him in there till he's 15. This is the argument I have with good mom forever. Mm. She's like, keep her in the cot. I'm like, the cot's no good if they can scale it. Because then it's just a bed with dangerous sides. Correct. If they can get out or if they know they can. I know it's all mental. You hear about those kids who they transition from a cot to a bed and it's like they think there's still a force field. That's the good mum's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just unicorn shit, man. Mm. Like Isla learned how to climb out of her cot at 18 months same old. Same with Raph. Exactly the same time she dropped her day nap. And I was like, what am I going to do? I put Wait, a lid on it. Whoa. Isla dropped her day nap 18 at 18 months. months. Wow. And wow, did that help her night sleep? No. Oh, God. She's the unicorn of the other kind, she's I like think. The, in My Little Pony, she's that like black one with the black mm. eyes and like, Whoa. I'm here to torment Ponytown. Now, I know I've already shared a lot of my ailments today, and we're only just 15 minutes into the episode. <laughs> But um, do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? My daughter's inability to lose. Oh, mm. here we go. Yeah, we've got a bit of a challenged loser on our hands, but I do want to add a little bit of context around this and why I am obsessed with this topic Mm -hmm. of letting your children lose or not lose the arguments, blah, blah, blah. So Rafa's in kindy. She's starting school next year. And kindy organized a school readiness parent-teacher event thing. Talk? Talk. That'll do. (laughs) We'll go with that. Thanks, Rosie. (laughs) Anyway, they go through all the things that apply to what your kids, I guess, should and shouldn't be doing within the spectrum of the ages around four and five. Mm -hmm. So they're getting you ready for a child going off to school. Yeah. So little things like they talk about by this point, they should be able to identify blah or starting to hold pens and colored pencils a certain way using a three point tripod, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I was nodding along 
thinking, yep, yep, Rafa does that. Okay, great, she does that. Then the woman goes on to talk about losing and the importance of your children learning to lose before they go to school. And this one resonated hard. Okay. So Rafa is highly competitive. It doesn't matter if I'm walking Iggy to daycare, she needs to walk in front of me. She needs to walk in front of everyone. It doesn't matter if her and Hubs go for a bike ride where Hubs insists on being the front bicycle so that he can check for traffic. Mm -hmm. Oh no, not in Rafa's world, she wants to be at the front. It's exhausting and everything's a fight and she needs to be the leader always. Now this lady, she gave incredible tips because one of the things she did say was the reason why it's really important for your children to learn to lose in the lead up for school is that the school playground it's fucking lord of the flies yeah. it is not like daycare or kindy where teachers really hover and hang about and monitor supervised, the kids yeah. they're supervised at recess or at lunchtime there's a whole lot of kids yeah it's keep court correct mm-hmm. they're set loose and of course there are teachers there but they can't tune it you know like the ratio they're not hovering exactly and the ratios are different so at like a daycare it's like one carer to five kids at kindy it's one to 20 yeah so there's a big difference so they can't have eyes and ears everywhere and in this public school playground it's like one to 60 sure there's only like two or three maybe two teachers on duty at lunch Mm. and it's three year groups wow out there so it's really not the teacher is there in case there's an altercation so there you go that's probably more correct than what i was throwing out there but they were basically saying that you know it's really important for your child to integrate socially into school like they can learn everything but social skills are the hardest thing to teach And if your child refuses to lose or is like, I don't want to play that anymore, that group of friends that they may have just made will be like, okay, see ya. Yeah. And she said four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, they are that cut and dried. They're like, okay, you're hard to play with. I'm making a new friend. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, fuck, this is going to be Rafa. Anyway, she gave us really helpful tools and she suggested this game called Spotty Dog. And it's a board game. Right up your alley. Right? Speaking (laughs) my language. I was like, yes, my ears pricked up. Did you say board game? I'm in. (laughs) I literally went straight to kid stuff and bought it immediately. And what I loved was this teacher said, look, it's April. You have eight months to get on top of this. And I thought, brilliant, I'm all in. Anyway, my mum has the kids every Thursday while Revs and I record the podcast. And I said to my mum, look, I've bought this game. Apparently it's great. It's like a counting game. It's not a game of skill. It's a game of chance. So you can easily lose. So I come back from recording the podcast. I go to mum, how did you go with the game? And she goes, well, it was really interesting. We played Spotty Dog and Rafa lost. She threw an absolute tantrum mm. over it. She didn't want to lose. She like flipped the game over. She was angry. She was upset. And my mum, being the amazing person that she is, she was like, no, I need to persist with this. It's like I've given mum a challenge. I'm like, we need to get Rafa on top of board games. So my mum said, okay, Rafa, I know you don't want to play the game anymore, but Yai still wants to play the game. So she suggested playing it with Rafa's teddies. Nice. So what was really interesting was that every time Rafa played a move for one of her teddies and the teddy lost, she would go, it's okay, sweetie. Sometimes we lose. (laughs) And yeah, it's like she couldn't take her own advice, but was happily dish it out. And my mum watched her comfort all of her teddies as they lost (laughs) and used the language that my mum used to her. But it was so interesting that she could not apply a loss to herself in any way, shape or form. 
So anyway, my mum reported this back to me. So I was like, oh God, like we really need to work on this. So when we were away up at Yo Cabba Gabba, I have a Snakes and Ladders kids game up there. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this game a go with Raph. Oh my God. It was a fucking disaster. Yeah. The second she learned- you can be winning and then oh, slide on down. <laughs> yeah. The highs are too high and the lows are way too low in that game. It's a massive fall from grace. Like if you get the sky high ladder and you're like basically about to finish the game in two moves, you can be on the biggest snake yep. and be back at the beginning which is kind of what happened to Rafa and she did the whole I don't want to play anymore and I just thought oh, you know and I'm like pleading with her because I was really enjoying it because I love me a board game yeah. and Snakes and Ladder full of nostalgia for yeah, me good game first time I've played it in donkey's years and uh yeah she ended the gameplay okay and I found it a real struggle yeah and all I can say is it's going to be a climb yeah to get on top of this up a long sky high ladder yep <laughs> But thank fuck I have time on my side because I really don't want her to be that kid that doesn't know how to lose. Because all I can hear now was the woman from that talk saying, let your children lose. Play board games. Let them lose. If you play soccer with your kids, don't suddenly move the goal to them. And they, oh, you got the ball in when they didn't, you know. And I was like, fuck, okay, this is really important. If you don't nail it before Feb next year oh nothing's gonna nothing's teach her gonna teach her quicker mm. than a whole gang of girls being like oh all right we'll go play over here and she'll yeah. be like oh shit mm. <laughs> no it's fine yeah i can lose <laughs> like that's not cool yeah it's literally the school of hard knocks right there mm. oh man so okay so do you talk to her about it like when she's throwing a hissy fit or is it impossible to it's reach impossible i try and catch her at a later moment when she's calm yeah. like maybe eating dinner yeah. or something and i'll sort of say hey you know when we played that game i was having a really fun time and I know it sucks when you land on the snake but we could have kept playing and you still could have won yeah but even if you didn't win why does it matter like we're having fun together anyway she straight up blanked me like cool mom good story (laughs) and I was like sweet enjoy your dinner we'll talk another time (laughs) bye oh man she's gonna thrive at school I'm not worried about that little Raph she's gonna do great I hope so but anyway I think the reason why I wanted to share that was because it just wasn't something that Mm. ever occurred to me Mm. or was on my radar and maybe there's a DL somewhere listening to this being like oh I got time on my side yeah. I need to start putting that in practice can I give some perspective from an already at school mum yes I love your already at school mum perspective a lot of things get thrown around in school readiness and I've been told from my son's year one teacher it's really rare that a child will hit every box of school readiness so some of them might be socially really ready but they're not really up to scratch academically yet the first three years of school like kindy one and two are all about laying foundations and apparently they're all at really different stages and around the end of year two they start to get an idea of where people sit Mm. so good friend of mine Georgie she's a kindy teacher she says she gets some kids who can't hold a pencil can't use scissors can't write their name all sorts of things and kids who are fully reading like reading in full sentences yeah so how do they manage that that's what it's designed for Mm. kindy's like that's very democratizing you know they have to sort of sort everyone through that's why they have learning support and reading groups and different groups and stages for things to like bundle the kids up so they're challenged or helped along if your kid's not hitting one marker yet like they're going to or at least they need a chance to do it and they might be behind on some things and ahead on other things like teddy was socially so ready for school but academically is still making his way through isla academically wildly ahead but socially had to learn a lot of hard things and you know girls socially there's a lot of little nuances and things you didn't get away with in a smaller group at kindy that you have to learn pretty fast Mm. so I would just say like 
if you don't get Rafa to the point where she can lose well, trust the process as well. You know, obviously do everything you can to like, arm your kid with all the skills and all the tools. But if you don't, it's okay. Um, one of my kids' teachers says they learn at school, they practice at home. Mm. And it's a really freeing thing, I think, especially for working parents who are really, really busy and think I've got and to do readers every night. Guilt. Got, to this, got to teach them this, got to teach them that. My son's teacher is always like, they learn to read at school, they practice reading at home. So you don't have to teach them, you're just practicing with them it's the same for social stuff as well great hey yay yay oh it's <sighs> scary though like, all the school readiness stuff can be quite like oh. i'm getting all the jitters like rafa's turning five in a second and my heart is definitely not ready for it at all like yeah. the thought of having a kid at school next year and i know she's definitely ready it was interesting like the lady at the talk like she actually highlighted the fact that it's almost more important for your child to feel socially ready and yeah. independent yeah. more so than academically ready because if a kid feels safe and she talked a lot about kids need to feel safe at school so something another tip that I found helpful is she said you know when you drop your kid off at the school gate if you're an anxious parent they feed off that and go well should I be worried about this place you're dropping me Mm -hmm. off at and Mm -hmm. she said you know the amount of parents we see like sobbing at the gate because it's their kid's first day at school and they're like oh bye honey it's like she said that just doesn't help your child yeah you need to go in confidently being like you're gonna have the best time you're gonna learn so many cool things so they go okay this is a safe environment that my parent has positive feelings towards Mm. not the other way around again this is another one that's like we'll go in waves Mm. Teddy went in every day happily in kindergarten skipped in Bye, Mom. Week nine of year one, I'm walking him to his line again and waiting for his teacher at the bell. It's like daycare. It goes in waves. Yeah. You just got to roll with it as it comes. Got to roll with it and yeah, try and stay calm. It's very stressful. Mm. It's really stressful. I imagine it would be. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just, yeah, deep in the jitters, yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Trying. Thinking of it is way worse than the doing of it. Always. Like so many parenting things. She's yeah. going to absolutely fly. She's going to soar. I hope so. We'll see. But anyway, I will keep everyone updated on my commitment oh. to getting Rafa to be a good loser yeah it's hard it's really hard it feels developmental to me I don't know it's a pretty strong personality trait (laughs) like Iggy is so cruisy about this kind of stuff like he doesn't actually have much of a competitive bone in his body and he doesn't suffer FOMO Mm. like Rafa like Mm -hmm. Rafa's a real like wait what are you doing what are you staying up for Mm. at night like whereas Iggy's like "Eh, take it or leave it about a lot of things and he's quite content in what he's doing he sort of minds his own business whereas Rafa's like up in everyone's business yeah it's very different you know what I don't have time for what don't you have time for Revzy I need your help (laughs) I'm here for you babe DL's an update I don't have time for losing my job. (sighs) It's a big one. It's a big one. Mm. I should be really direct up top. I didn't lose my job. I was part of a restructure and was made redundant. First time it's ever happened to me in my life. I will never forget when Revs called me. It was the last thing I was expecting her to tell me. We were actually, sorry, I will let you share this story, no, no. but this is this part is of it. Help me in. Help I'm, me I am. I'm going to ease you into it, give you a nice soft landing. But I was driving the car and I was actually talking to my mum and 
Rev's called and we've actually been waiting on a potentially exciting partnership to do with our live shows down the track. So I was like, oh, maybe Rev's has heard something. (laughs) And I got really excited. And I was like, mum, mum, I've got to go. Like Rev's is on the other line. Anyway, I answered it and it was like, hey. And I was like, straight away, wasn't I? I was like, what's What's wrong? wrong? And to be honest, there's a whole number of things that (laughs) ran through my my mind. Yep, that ran through my mind that I was like, you know, Rev's is going through separation and there's a whole host of things that it could be. And she just went, I just got made redundant. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) Sorry, what? Yeah, crazy. I couldn't, like, I was in shock. I could literally tell you the corner I was driving around as you told me that because it was just so shocking. Kind of the theme of the whole experience has Mm -hmm. been shock. Yeah. Um, Which is silly because these things happen every single day. It's just part of being in corporate world. I don't think anything prepares you though. No. Like, At the core, it's a massive whack to the ego Hmm. because sure, there's lots of reasons why companies do this, especially at the moment. It is happening to a lot of people. The only reason I'm sharing this is because I really feel like there's solidarity in this. I think a lot of people are going through this right now. And like everything we try and do in the podcast, we're just here to make you feel seen and heard and talk about really what's going on in our lives. This is what is going on in my life. Now, I did have a conversation with Revs where I was like, are you sure you feel comfortable sharing this? This yeah. is your news. This is your private information. Yeah. And do you know what? She sat on it for a couple yeah. of weeks. I've been sitting on it for she a while. She has. And today she said she felt ready. And I was like, yep, completely up to you. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> as I said, it's corporate restructure. Nothing you can do about the it. The hard thing is to not take it personally, yeah. right? This has been the journey so far. Yeah. So all the ego kicks in straight away because you're like, but hang on. What about, but I, you mm. know. And especially at the level I've been at in my career for the last few years, it's a really, really hard knock to be like, what do you mean not relevant? (laughs) What do you mean not contributing? What do you mean no place? Like that's a really, really hard thing for the ego to cop. I have to say as a bestie, when you first told me, I felt so defensive. Yeah, I was like, do they not understand how brilliant you are? (laughs) And of course it's not, it's it's not not even about you. It wasn't, it's a restructure. And unfortunately your role was a role that got absorbed. Yeah. Um, for the sake of cost cutting. Yep. And, that's and that's how it happens. And that is the brutality of it. It's about cost cutting yeah. and saving dollars. And that's business. And, and you were the collateral damage in some of those conversations and decisions that were made. It exactly. sucks. It sucks. And like, I guess, you know, I don't have any hard feelings, obviously, because I really do know it's business. And I really believe that. And I've worked in enough places and enough companies as a freelancer, as an employee. I've got a really varied work history. So I've seen a lot of different sides of these places. And I really do know and have known. I grew up with a corporate dad. I speak fluent corporate. I know how these things go. You have a job to do, mm-hmm. a role to do. And that's really all you are. And if that role is not needed anymore, then they can't get sentimental about it. Mm. That's not how business works. You know, it's really hard to not go, but I'm a single mom with a mortgage, with interest rates going through the roof. Poor me, poor me is a really, really easy place to go and a place that I have worked really hard to try not to go because it's not productive. It doesn't Mm. solve anything. Well, I did observe you and 
I think we had a chat where I was like, you know what? Wallow for a week. Yeah. Wallow to the nth degree and just sit in the shitty feeling yeah. of it all because it is shit. Yeah. And then you kind of did that yeah. for a few days and then you kind of emerged out of it. You almost got a bit bored of yourself. I did get bored of myself. And then you went, right, I need yeah. to get productive. Yeah. And it's tricky. Like... I'm lucky. I'm very lucky and grateful that actually I've been doing three jobs for like two years. Mm -hmm. And obviously the job I lost was my most time consuming role because it was my nine to five full time job. But I, you know, have the podcast and I have an Instagram. You're going to see it, guys. (laughs) You're going to see a lot more on my Instagram. Maybe you have already. I'm going to be doing a lot more on there. And if you love me and you support me. Girlfriend's got time for content creation. Okay. Tap it. Leave a comment. You know, help a mama out. But yeah, no, the reality is I have two other jobs that yes. I'm doing and I can now dedicate, you know, the, the irony of this show being called We Don't Have Time for This and suddenly I'm gifted that thing I always complain about not having, which is time. Mm. And what I'm trying to do, and I, look, I'm not successful at this every day. I have cried a lot. I have cried to my boyfriend. I have cried to my sister. I've cried to my bestie. I've tried to go into like overproductive mode. Yeah, you know, where I've you're seen like a bit of that. Living on LinkedIn and like working, 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 networking this, networking that and then I've also tried to do a bit of surrender to the universe the right thing will always find you you know it's been a little bit exhausting Mm. and a big schedule adjustment just in your day-to-day yeah you know waking up and being self-responsible isn't always easy sometimes it's easier to be accountable to a boss and colleagues and a team that you lead that's it and that's been removed yeah the thing is that I must say and I'm worried that DLs are waiting for this that our revs is sharing now because there's a happy ending and she's got a job she actually doesn't there is no happy ending yet (laughs) yet and that's why I 100% wanted to make sure that revs was comfortable with this Mm. because I was like do you want to wait till you do land a job but what I've admired watching you over the last few weeks is you've really taken the time to make sure you don't just take any job that's available yeah now I know that's a privilege yeah because you have the cushioning of these other jobs yeah but like you've said to me you don't want to be doing this again no. in six to 12 months time. No. You want to make sure that the next job has more longevity. I know it's impossible to predict in yeah. this climate. It sure really is. is. Yeah. But at least a job that you are really excited by. Yeah. Well, I've learned a lot about myself and I want to share like share girl some upshots of this one. I fucking love being a mum. Who knew? <laughs> So when you're given the gift of time, you have more capacity for it. So I'm facing my first ever school holidays where I'm available to my kids. Oh my God, you are too. School holidays is around the corner and I'm free. I can have them. Wait, so you mean we're not going to have an episode where you rail at the world at the cost of... Who am I? Who is she? What's going on? Yeah. Like So no holiday camps? No. Well, Teddy's doing intensive gymnastics. That's a whole other thing. Um, Of course he is. I've asked... Just quietly, I'm quite proud over here I know me too but I was able to say to Isla what do you want to do in the school holidays do you want to just chill do you want to do a camp like what do you want to do and she was like what do you mean just chill like she's a lifer girlfriend's been in care since she can remember her mom's always worked full-time like both the kids are a little bit like you're here <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, 
I pick them up at the bell and we go get afternoon tea and we saunter home. We do homework and there's no like time crunch. Mm. It's beautiful. And I'm like, I'm trying really hard to do something I've never really been good at, which is savor the moment. I'm almost certain that time will come where I'll go back to full-time work, hopefully. And this is an opportunity to have like some mum time with my little sidekicks. I love this reframe for you, Rebsy. Yes, I'm trying really hard to stay in this space. It's so important. Yeah. It's you like, always have two choices mm-hmm. in how you respond mm-hmm. and react to a situation that's handed to you. These mm-hmm. things are handed to you always to challenge. Yep. And I love that you're looking at the upsides. The other thing I'm really trying to sit in and look, I'm successful at this some days and some days I'm a puddle and I'm not able to pull this out. But what I'm trying to stay in, and I'm journaling and I'm talking to my shrink and I'm talking about with you and I'm trying to stay in like I'm at a place in my career where I know what I'm good at. Yes. I have really solid well-honed skills and experience. And I know that I'm not faking it till I make it anymore. I don't have imposter syndrome. I know what I can do and what you can offer and know what I can bring to a brand or a company or whatever. And I know I'm a good team player and I know I'm a good leader. So I'm really confident that I have what someone will want at some point and something that I will want. I believe my next challenge is out there and all that stuff. I just have to remind myself of that as the time ekes on, like I'm over a month now Mm. into this journey and you know week one it's easy to go well fuck that you know I've got no I'll get something better <laughs> like you do all that over correcting <laughs> week two you're like okay I don't have a job oh interest rates went up again oh there goes my mortgage and nothing's coming in yeah <laughs> okay okay <laughs> like you just go on this journey and it changes every day or well, sometimes throughout the day and I'm just trying really hard not to catastrophize yep. not to project to worst case scenario which I'm not successful at all the time I think it's okay to let your mind wander mm. to worst case scenario it's just about then pulling yourself out Back, of that yeah. I think it's impossible to ignore that and I don't think you'd be honoring your honest thoughts if yeah. you were like oh no 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 like th- that's fine that's a, fine. no that, that's some real fears here like we are adulting yeah so hard at 37 and just to acknowledge it like just to say it out loud like I am a single mom it is just me there is no second income to buffet my life yes I have a lot of support around me I have a beautiful partner I've got a beautiful family I've got amazing friends but really let's be honest this household stands on me and my income Mm. I am responsible for my children for your bills for my bills for everything we eat and when you have the kids yeah all the meals the activities and the privileges that I have enjoyed you know from working really hard and having money to support something like Teddy being really good at gymnastics that now comes really into focus and I'm like okay let's be really grown up here let's not like put our head in the sand how can we go on like well how can we afford this and in the current economic climate to be on your own riding this wave is really scary I'm not sleeping very well I'll give you that and I'm doing a lot of work to try and stay on top of it I just want to acknowledge that because I don't want to Pollyanna this like Mm. it's gonna be fine I've got a reframe you know there's a happy ending it's fucking scary yeah It is. But, you know, what I love about this show is we try and bring our authentic selves as much as is, like, right to do. And as the weeks go on in this show and as we talk about things through the rest of this year, I just want you guys to have context, you know, for where I'm talking from. So it's not just, like, randomly, like, okay, it's a weird perspective. Because I can tell you right now this is happening to a lot of people who listen to this show because it's it's happening Mm. at the moment. This is the stage of the economic climate in 2023 in New South Wales and Australia. It's what's happening globally, actually. 
Yeah, I just feel relieved and grateful that we have this side hustle for you. Oh, it's remarkable. And I feel really proud Mm. that this um, seeds we sowed almost three years ago, like I can reap them now at a time where I really Really needed it. it. But also the other thing I want to, this is I think why I want to talk about it on here is like we get a lot of a lot of DMs and things in the Facebook group. Every time we do an AMA, every time we reach out to you guys and ask what you want us to talk about, what you want to know, it is so prevalent that how do you do it all? How do you have it all? How do you keep all the plates spinning? You're so successful. We get that tone a lot. And so I think it's really important that just as much as we big each other up and we hype girl each other and we talk about our wins, which we want to do on here because all women should learn how to do that for each other. And own it. And own it. Mm. We also need to bring the losses and the bad times because that's life. Life or life. Right? Mm. So I just want to just be a bit real, you know, get up and be real on the mic here that this is the situation in which I find myself. Yeah, because people often hide from these things Mm. or mask them or don't address them in the moment. And that's totally fine, too. Dude, miscarriages, failing relationships, infertility, infertility, like like so often we, we never bring these things into the light and therefore they get wrapped in shame or people bring them into the light once there's a happy ending. Yeah, I'm very much one of those people it's like when I went through struggles with trying to conceive I shared that whole story when I found out I was pregnant Mm. because I couldn't face it I mean look at my au pair story yeah I needed to fix it but that's okay I'm I don't think less of myself for that or people are brave souls because they can in the moment but Mm. I just think everyone has a different approach to Mm. feeling their way through different situations I think there's something to learn from the messy middle I guess there are absolutely Rebsy yeah and um I don't know. I I love that we don't shy away from the icky, the messy, the hard, Mm. the challenging. And anyway, this journey of your next job, Mm. your next chapter. Yeah. I really don't know what it looks like. Yeah. You know, I'm lucky. Like my personality is quite okay with that kind of thing. I'm not someone who needs certainty all the time. So I'm trying to be grateful for that too. Like I don't mind change. I'm adaptable. In fact, I welcome change regularly into my life. So that's a positive. We're quite similar like that. Yeah. But the fun thing is um, having more time for these projects I'm super passionate about, like the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's really bloody exciting. Yeah. And it's nice to not feel the stress of like we have one day a week and one day only to get all of these partnership jobs yep. done as well as record the apps yeah, and do yeah. the dnms and the bestie hotlines like we have a little bit of breathing room and it's quite nice having a bit of space to actually art direct again as well like mm-hmm. i did some stuff on my personal instagram yeah. doing some stuff for the podcast and like it's really important that i for myself make sure i keep reminding myself of those skills I haven't what I love about them because I think that will help me, you know, spring forward into my next role in a really positive way. The only reason I really was not sure if I would talk about it publicly is because I was like, what if it jeopardized a new opportunity? And then I was like, well, that's up to me. Like that is completely up to me to own the narrative. Yes, we talked about this. I that- could pretend I, I've what? I don't even know. <laughs> well, people do. People but, do, I guess, but pretend I, they're still in their role. Or, I don't know. 
businesses and people who are hiring are aware of the climate it's just how, it works. It's just how it there's no yeah. shame yeah if we're going to bring up that word yeah again and there's I, no shame i have felt shame like initially particularly i felt a lot of shame because i was like oh i haven't been successful in what i've come here to do and then yeah the work has been really taking it off me and being like as if i'm like the person who's driving this this is a big machine i am one cog and that cog literally has no place anymore and that's okay look i don't want to get preachy <laughs> but I too have been a cog, yes. a highly replaceable cog. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with relinquishing control to upper powers or mm. whoever mm. Um, to determine my future. I find it really hard. So I fucking get it. Yeah. Tell you what, walking into a meeting with your boss and HR is there. Oh my God. <laughs> the adrenaline dump that oh you gosh. feel in that moment. I will never forget. I'm just trying to do that thing as well that we always do of like, okay, this is a new experience in life. I now have empathy for people who've been through there, you know, yeah. like just add it to the little experiences in life that we gather as we get older. So you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And now I know what that feels like. Mm. It's no fun. It's funny. I didn't tell the kids for a while because I didn't want them to worry. And then when I told them, they're like, okay, cool. So you're going to be around a bit more. <laughs> like, great. And you're like, oh yeah, kids don't, you don't need to project all your no. like weird career shame onto your children. Like they don't get it. They're no, just they like, don't connect they resent the dots. work <laughs> yeah know? they think of work as something that takes their mum away from them so yeah. they're just like okay, this is a gift cool. to them yeah but they definitely wouldn't directly connect the dots of financial stress because of this job well isla might and i just have to be careful mm. with her i don't want her to have any insecurity about how we are i'm gonna make sure we're okay mm. but yeah it's just um oof, man it's been humbling it's been confronting and uh, anyway, folks, that's where she's at, baby. Hey, also, another little upshot. I'm doing a bit of DIY on my house. What have you been doing? I'm like, because I've got time. I'm going to re-grout my bathroom. What? Right? Who is she? Like, I've got time. I'm dumbfounded. My bathroom's old, but I love the tiles. Like, they're from yeah, the 30s. Okay. And, like, I don't want to retile it. No. And also, re-grouting. I'm like, I've YouTubed it enough. I've done a U. I've gone on a YouTube deep dive. I'm like, I can fucking do this. Of course you can. I can totally re-grout a bathroom. Yes. I don't think this is something you need to go to special grouting school for. I think people can DIY this. Look, to people who are married to tilers... <laughs> You might be feeling differently. Dude, I would never attempt tiling. Ever. Yes. Ever. But grouting is part of the process and I'm sure they're like, oh, I love when people say yeah, I can yeah, watch yeah. a YouTube video See and you suddenly in six I'm... six months and all your grout's cracked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm giving it a go. But I think you should give it a go. I'm going to do some painting. I'm going to restore the fireplace. Beautiful. I'm trying to go, okay, all you ever have whinged about revs is that you have no time for anything. Put your fucking money where your mouth is. You've been given the gift of time. What can you get done? So do we rename the potty today to half of us have time for this <laughs> one of us has time <laughs> oh, oh i'm confronted life Still relevant oh life oh life oh life do 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 i'd rather have a piece of toast <laughs> guys well it's been real yeah. and um Thank you once again for tuning in with us and letting us be little earworms on this fine Tuesday, or perhaps you're listening on a Wednesday or Thursday, in which case we will be back in your ears again on Friday. (laughs) With our bestie hotline. hotline. Ring, ring. 
We love you, DLs. Don't forget, if you want more stuff, there's always DNM. In Spotify, it's a whole new show. In Apple, it's in your feed. It's subscription. You can do a free trial. All the links are in our Instagram. It's lots of fun. There's like almost 20 episodes in there and they're deep and juicy on one topic each. We don't dart around the place getting all ADHD and like missing the point. We actually stay on one theme. Get into it. So if that's your vibe, go check it out. It's all there and growing every second Sunday. Have a wonderful week ahead, DLs. We'll see you in the Facebook group or on Instagram. We love you. Bye. One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. Maybe you could write the outro (laughs) with all that time you have.